1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, my darlings. Our next guest is EJ James. E.J. James is the SVP of Special Projects at DBA, and he's also the host of Who's On Content, which is an incredible podcast where he interviews social media leaders, executives from top brands, media journalists, and tons of different content creators contributing to the influential content and shaping of the global society that we live in today. I mean, this man is viewing everything we are doing, and he has incredible insight as to where media is going, how we are all our own media empires. This is a great episode. Please send it along to your friends and enjoy. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. I mean... I only know you from the internet.
0: I only know you from the internet, but (laughs) it was love at first sight.
1: (laughs) I want to know... About, like, I want to know where you grew up and everything about you that led you to doing what you're doing now because you're basically like our culture vulture in I a cool mean, way. And you're like overseeing so many important things. Yeah.
0: Where do, we, like, how much time how did that have? happen? I mean, we have a lot of time. I know, this right? Is our podcast. I, oh my God. I grew up in Washington, D.C. And I will mm-hmm. always say I am a D.C. native because the moment you say you're from Maryland, the girls think Baltimore in no shade to be more, but girl, now. <laughs> So I grew my up... My brother
1: lives in Maryland. I spent a lot of time so in So you Maryland.
0: already know. And so I grew up in one of but the... But it's
1: not Baltimore.
0: Not Baltimore. And you know exactly how to say it, Baltimore. <laughs> I grew up in the bougiest of counties, PG County. It stands for Pretty Girl County. And yeah, I was actually the first in my immediate family to go to college. So from a very young age, I knew like... I was kind of like what my uncle would say, Oh God, the golden child is here. Because my family saw that I just would not accept no for an answer. I was always like, Tell me more. Like, tell me why. Like, always wanted to sit at the adults table. Always wanted to understand why adults would be over here and kids would be over there. I never thought I was an adult. I was the oldest. Where
1: are you in the. You have siblings?
0: Yes. I am the oldest of. Four, included myself, and I'm the oldest of five grandchildren. So I was the nurturer. I was the Mm -hmm. one that everyone left the kids with me. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking adult. We can all burn down the house. The only (laughs) age difference between me and my brother is 16 months. It's like, I can't watch him. What are no, we doing? That's insane. You guys are basically twins. But, you know, um, at an early age, I just was, like, bred to be a nurturer and kind of to be in a place of authority. And hard work was also very much instilled in me. My mom worked two full-time jobs. She was, you know, true D.C. native, has had a government job, so she went to work from 8 to 5. And then she worked at Safeway, which is a local grocer, mm-hmm. from 6 to midnight. And she did that for 10 years. And I remember, you know, oh her doing that so my brother and I could eat. I Like, I ran track. I played the saxophone. I was a competitive cheerleader. My mother worked this second job just so we could have additional income so I could live life. Freely, You know, she mm-hmm. always would say, I don't want my kids to feel like they don't have anything because they should have everything. And because of that sacrifice, my grandmother's, you know, dipped into her 401k so I could go to college. Like I've had these amazing, beautiful black women pour into me and sacrifice for me that it was like, there's mm-hmm. no fucking way I'm going to go through life. And have their sacrifice be in vain, and so mm-hmm. you know that led me to FIT in New York. I was like, I gotta go. I'm going to New York. Like this was 2004 when New York was like, you know, I who moved wants in to 2005.
1: We were there at the same you know, time. Right. What
0: was your, what were you we FMM?
1: Go. I went to Parsons.
0: Oh my god. Okay. So yeah, so you know New York. I always say the that was the best. The best. The 2000s. Mm-hmm. y 2K? Like from 2000 to really before the pandemic those were the most toxic but also the most lit years <laughs> like we had pop culture we had fashion and so i went to fit and studied <laughs> fashion merchandising and management but all of that math oh, i did the
1: same thing i was designing management at parsons girl
0: all that math i was like no we matter
1: adjacent Not, I did, and i <laughs> the math classes i I was like finish. all <laughs> this retail
0: math girl i don't care about markups and markdowns and AURs. i'm like i don't want to do this And I took a few PR classes and I had an amazing teacher. And shout out to the teachers in the Mm -hmm. world. It is a scary... I mean, we used to think being a firefighter or a fucking police officer was the scariest job. Being a teacher Mm -mm. has now become the scariest scariest job because of this weird-ass country we live in. But whatever. I had a teacher who saw just like something in me. And Mm -hmm. she was like, you should maybe switch your major to advertising and marketing communications because you are very great at storytelling. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And so I took a few PR courses and I was like, nah, this is my my jam right here. Like, I want to control the narrative. I want to market all the things. Mm -hmm. And so that led me to Florida. I graduated FIT in 2008 and I moved to Fort Misery or if you're looking at a map, it's Fort Myers, Florida. How did you end up there? Girl, so... This is when the girls used to come to the college campuses and recruit. And so a friend of mine Uh, who graduated a year prior was in the PR department at Chico's in White House Black Market. And she came back to school to recruit. And so she was like, make sure you come to my table. And listen, this is how the world works. Relationships. She made sure that they saw my resume and I got into their management, their corporate um, management training program. And that was 2008. And if... I'm truly dating myself. In 2008, that's when, like, the fucking economy hit, like, yeah. rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Everyone was laid off. None of my friends from college were able to get jobs. So I was blessed to be able mm-hmm. to, like, move <laughs> all the way down yeah. south and have a job in the career field that I wanted to be in. It was so funny is I never went to my college graduation. I went to my—I got— Two degrees. I got an associate and a bachelor's. I went to my associate's graduation. I did not go to my bachelor's because I had to start work. I was like, mom, you paid for me to go to school. Do yeah, you really need to see work. me walk across the stage, girl? Like, it's time to get to these corners. Yeah. Cause Sally made me call. So yeah. And so I did that. And so I've always been in PR and marketing. And and you know, gonna fast forward, but in 2018, I started my own um influencer talent management agency for black creators because sitting on both sides of the brands and then and at agencies I saw the budget that was being allotted for what was considered bloggers but then was becoming yep. influencers but they were there was budget for people that didn't look like me and so mm-hmm. it was very discouraging When I Mm -hmm. would reach out to agencies and say, hey, can you send me a roster of talent to participate in this campaign I'm putting together and there would be no Black girls. All the Black people would be racially ambiguous. And I'm like, no, I need someone as dark as me. Like, I am clearly melanated by the grace of God. I'm a child of the sun. Where are the Black people? And they were like, oh, like... And it just was all these politically correct answers on why they weren't rapping Black talent. And so I was like, if not me... Then who and if not now, then when? And I've always mm-hmm. led and been led through life that way. Like I if if something is a problem, you fix it. Leave what any year space is and this? Place. This is twenty eighteen.
1: Our next sponsor has a product that you all know that I use every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens years ago because I just wanted a baseline of health. I wanted to know that the first thing I did in the morning sat me up for the rest of the day, no matter what I did or didn't eat, whether I forgot to take vitamins, took my vitamins, you know. It's one thing that has everything in it because with one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day. The special blend supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. I had a friend tell me recently that she ran out of it and she noticed. The difference in like the two weeks before she remembered to reorder it, so she was never gonna forget it again. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable to notice such a difference. It's also lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, it'll work for you. Your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in. We all need more sunlight. It costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now it's time to claim your health and arm your immune system with this convenient daily nutrition it's just my favorite hack. One scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free 1-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/best4. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/best4 to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Our next sponsor is Dame, which is one of my favorite sexual wellness brands. Um, they're so much one of my favorites that I did a live with their founder this week, which you can check out on their Instagram. Um, their founder Alexandra, who's incredible. And we talked, you know, pretty personally and very in-depth about Postpartum and sexual wellness as like a married person and a mother. And speaking of sexual wellness, I want to talk to you about one of their amazing products, which is called the air. The air is a suction toy that creates thrilling pulses of air and soft seal. Roger Clitoris, perfect for fans of oral stimulation. I really hope. No one related to me is listening to this. (laughs) Dame provides daily wellness products for pleasure, intimacy, and connection, and discover pleasure through their thoughtfully engineered toys and other bedroom essentials. Listen, we have talked at length on the podcast about how important orgasms are. The science is there, right? An orgasm is good for your health, it's good for your mental health. So take it into your own hands you know, go pick up an air. Creates these thrilling pulses of air and soft seal that is just perfect for anybody who loves oral sex. And you know, you can use it lots of places on your body, maybe your nipples, anything. Have fun. We're talking sex today, people. It has five intensity levels. And if you use code PIA, you get 15% off. So you're welcome. So where where are you living at this point?
0: I where am I living at this point? My God. I am unhappily married in New Jersey. I am living in New Jersey.
1: Okay, hold on. You can't just skip forward between like I moved from New York to Florida and then I'm unhappily married and living in New Jersey.
0: I literally throw out those years <laughs> of my life. Because and here's the <laughs> thing, it is not that I wasn't it wasn't unhappy like. We had a chapter. It was a chapter of my life. I was married. um, How old were you when you got married? I was 30. He was the love of my life when, you know, I met him and I had been single for so long. And I, you know, went into it fully in love and not with my eyes open and not asking the right questions. And we got married very fast and. How long before,
1: wait, how long did you date before you got
0: married? We were dating about nine months before we were engaged. And like, it was probably like, we probably hit our year and we're like married. It was very fast. It was very fast. It was a Mm -hmm. whirlwind, a whirlwind romance. But
1: are you a Scorpio?
0: I am a Pisces.
1: Oh, you're a Pisces. I dive
0: deep into the ocean of love. And Mm -hmm. I love, and I love love. And I'm a hopeless romantic. I will always say I am a Samantha on the outside and a Charlotte on the inside. You know, that is that's just
1: how I like I mean literally same.
0: (laughs) Legit, like same hopeless romantic. Like I want cute heart shaped cards every morning. I want flowers every Friday night and wine poured because I am the love of your (laughs) life and you can't live without me. Like that's (laughs) but that's not how life works. That's not how love works. You need an
1: Italian man.
0: I do need an Italian man. And listen, they love hard and they love deep.
1: It's intense.
0: It's very intense. And I, I yeah. need that intensity. And so, yeah. And so that love lasted. Did
1: you move to New Jersey with him?
0: Yes. He lived in Union City. And even okay. living in Jersey, I was like, Jersey? Oh, girl, that's long distance. Because I was living in Harlem. I was like, i to cross the water.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's crazy.
0: But he had a beautiful view of the city. And what the girls don't know is a lot of people that live on the water of New York are staring at New Jersey. I'd rather stare at New York City. Then stare at. Jersey. Oh
1: yeah, people don't understand that at all. Also, it's like a quick boat ride over there, and like such a quick path. boat ride. The, the bus get, like
0: came double. right to our building, and it was uh, the only stop. It was the last stop before you hit the Lincoln Tunnel.
1: Girl, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that, this is how you do okay, it. You take the little bus over. Like, yeah, I mean that view is so beautiful, and it's he so was on the eighteenth
0: floor, full skyline. I was like, oh, I, I get why you live in now. No mm-hmm. problem,
1: but yeah. And so what job were you doing before um, you were at like, I was at APA. Do this on my
0: own? Yeah, I was at APA, uh, which is an entertainment agency. And we were, you know, it was APA PR, which is a boutique a PR agency within APA. And the focus of that and the mission of that was to really not focus on traditional media outlets, but really focus on talent and influencers. Because anyone that has a platform with any type of following, you are a media company. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. it was like, let's just go to where we see immediate ROI when we're engaging with this talent. And so it was really any of the
1: talent you were working with, black or people of color.
0: They were. But they happen to be friends of mine. So I would see my friends who would have like 50 and 60 thousand followers. And Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, girl, what are you charging for the for your unboxings? I see, you know, brands are shipping you product. What are you charging? They're like, I'm not girl. Log off. You, what, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> unplug your internet connection and go <laughs> apply for a job because what you're not charging what are you mm-hmm. doing and so they were like I didn't know people was paying for this I'm like yes mm-hmm. well, and so that, just that alone was like, my friends are out here getting played in their face. I cannot allow this to happen. So I would like bring my friends on the campaigns and give them the top of the budget because I'm like, you're my friend. Like, girl, what? Yeah, of course. I.E. E. Like, this is family. And so over time, more and more of my friends was like, yo, I'm trying to do this full time. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, bet. So I started to rap like three or four of my friends because I understood how it worked. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't know what I didn't know. And managing talent is very intense, Mm -hmm. you know? You are not only managing someone, you are someone's therapist, you are someone's life coach. You are their, you know, their shoulder to cry on. You're the person they scream at when they have no one else to scream at. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot, you you wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. But I think what I learned from APA, which inspired me to go and do my own thing, was that, again, if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? And so I saw the industry kind of going through this cycle of like, oh, we need Black women to, you know, come clean up because we need a chief diversity officer. So we'll just hire a bunch of Black women. And Mm -hmm. that was in 2018 when every company was getting called out for just like the craziest things that we would think shouldn't happen in 2018, but yet are still happening in 2020, 2022. It's like pick a year. There's always some drama.
1: I get asked pretty often to provide recipes. And the simple truth is I don't have a lot of good recipes. I make a lot of vegetables and a lot of protein and I cover them up with sauces. And one of those, my ultimate favorite right now is from Fly By Jing. If you haven't tried Fly By Jing sauces, you are missing out on a flavor explosion. I'm telling you, even like the hot sauce, there's like, crunchy bits and chewy bits. Like we're talking texture, we're talking flavor. Also, it's just beautiful. It adds like such a brightness to your plate. Fly by Jing is the first modern Chinese food company in America and has put spicy chili crisp on the map. The versatile, delicious Chinese hot sauce is taking the U.S. by storm. It's the quickest and easiest way to bring restaurant-quality flavors to your home and spice up whatever you're eating. Fly by Jing is on a mission to bring premium Chinese flavors to every table. They make the highest-quality Sichuan sauces and pantry essentials that taste good on everything. The ingredients are 100% vegan, all-natural, and non-GMO. All natural and non gmo the triple threat, which is currently on our counter, is Fly By Jing's best-selling trio of addictive Sichuan sauces. We have the Sichuan Chili Crisp, which... You will never get tired of, it's insane. The Zhuang sauce and the Maya spice mix. You will find yourself putting them on everything. Fly by Jin is a female-founded company. Jin Gao founded the company in 2018, inspired by the amazing flavors of her hometown. Are you ready to step up your game and elevate your flavorful... Are you ready to step up your game and elevate your favorite recipes? Get 15% off your entire order at flybyjing.com slash best or use code best at checkout. That's F-L-A-B-Y-J-I-N-G.com slash best for 15% off your first order. You could also find Flyby Jing in over 2,500 locations across the country, including Costco, Whole Foods, Target, and Wegmans. Thank you, Flyby Jing. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health, and for your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid. For many women, their fertility is a huge question mark, and that is why... I am the biggest advocate for modern fertility and that's why it was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick, mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. I mean, think about how revolutionary this is. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve and other important fertility factors and the results go deep into what every hormone means. You can talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and then bring those results to a doctor. Traditional testing can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159. It's a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com Pia, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that is right for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means your test will cost you $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it would cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. So, you were like, I'm doing my own thing.
0: Doing my own thing. It was called Noir Management, and... This is the beauty of life and mm-hmm. God and the universe. I always said the buck cannot stop with me. I can be Joe Biden, not Joe Biden now.
1: Mm-hmm. I could be Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> I can be Obama's Joe Biden. <clears throat> and I would always say I could be Obama. You know, Obama's Joe Biden. I can't be o- Obama. Like mm-mm. Somebody else got to be in charge. And I spent the year... That's a powerful
1: thing, by the way, knowing what you can and can't oh, do. Oh, for
0: sure. I always know my strengths. Because I play team sports. I understand that everyone has a position to play. And as a team, Mm. you win. You do not win solo. Like, this is not. mm -mm, No, no, no. And so, what I did. Everyone
1: should, pardon the interruption. Do you think that everyone at some point should play sports? Every
0: single person should do these three things play team sports, be a publicist of some kind, and be an Mm -hmm. assistant. If you play team sports, you literally take the ego out of yourself, even if you're Mm -hmm. the fucking quarterback, the team captain, if no one respects you, and we've seen it time and time again in like professional sports, when they don't respect the quarterback, the defensive line is like, hit his ass. Oh, well. Oh, well, he'll get it. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't protect they go against the family, right? My
1: dad was an offensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings and their quarterback was Fran Tarkington, who everybody loved, but he was a dick. And my dad said they had a play called the Go Fuck Yourself where no one would pretend him. I'm pretending. No one would protect him. Exactly.
0: Like team sports literally teaches you how to identify the strengths of every single person on that team and play to those strengths to play the game and win the game. And that's how family works. Like, Mm -hmm. if your dad is the cook and your mom is the finance, guess what? It don't matter about roles. It matters about, the kids gotta eat and we gotta get these bills paid. Understand what your position is on the team of life and that's how you'll win. And that's just always how I I win at life. I'm like, what team am I playing? Is this the team of my relationship? The team of my job? The team of my family? Great, what's my position in any role that I'm assuming? And so... I kind of understood again early on team sports. Where were we going with that?
1: When you started, Noir, how you knew what your yes, you what my strengths was. Like- and so,
0: a year into APA, I will never forget this. We came back from winter break. The first Friday of the first of um, the first year back, I met with a friend for lunch. My dear friend Charday. She was talking to me and I was like, Yeah, I might do Noir Management, but I don't know, girl. I have, you know, we'll see. And she was like, Well, let me create you a little logo and you could just sit on it if you ever decide to do anything with it. I was like, Okay, cool. You create the Noir Management logo. That Friday night, I was on the bus, the New Jersey Transit, headed home from work. And I said, Well, if I do decide to do anything with this, who knows? At least let me sign up for the domain. Because yeah,
1: I was going to say,
0: you did the demo, you got the Instagram account. Let me not be emailing these girls <laughs> with a, a a gmail.com. I'm like, we got to be official out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. I get the email address and, you know, the EIN, just to like, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Monday morning, I get a request to meet with basically our CEO. And I go into the meeting and HR is there and I was let go. So from Friday, me grabbing that domain, asking my friend to create that logo. And then that Monday, I get let go. But who snitched? No one snitched. That was the universe letting me know that God has prepared
1: you. It wasn't because they found out this was like random? This is random. Oh, this is God's divinity.
0: let Let me also blow your mind. I am a huge... Believer of numerology, you like that
1: I went to like who's niche? He was like, "Who's niche?
0: He is <laughs> like, "Cut these girls." I love it. I love it. I truly lean into my my numbers, and my life path number is nine, which is one of the most powerful numbers. It is the number of light and service, and that's how I always know my life is meant to be of service. I I, I live a life to be of service to others and to something greater than myself. They gave me kind of like paycheck but plus a little extra when I added up all the numbers to that paycheck it was 999 when you see 999 that is the universe telling you to quit the bullshit and to live in your truth
1: Mm, I'm a big numbers girl 22 is my big like I it's like my whole life it's tattooed on the inside
0: of my wrist. ma'am my number is (laughs) 379 I do not play and so that to this day my numbers have always guided me. And, you oh know, God. WWD wrote a great announcement story. Aria Hughes, who's over at Complex now, she's a dear friend. She wrote our announcement piece. And that story came out 4-5-18. And so it just was like, okay, we're doing this. We are doing this. And we were Four, doing five that.
1: 4 18 that's crazy. I know,
0: I know. And so I did know our management for... So from 2018 to 2020, just head down grinding with my amazing friends who allowed me to be on the journey of helping them create these amazing careers that they have. And in 2020, I started consulting with DBA and met, I had known um, one of the co-founders for a while and then met Vanessa and Raina. And from the very first conversation, I had always been in awe of Raina um, Mm -hmm. because I was a PR girl. I'm like, I like I respect all the publicists that run the world and Raina ran Coach's comms team when Coach was on fire.
1: And like, I-, I had the bucket hat.
0: I mean, ma'am, when Reed crack off there, it was like, no, it was <laughs> like, girl, Coach on fire. Like, they, everything they touch turned to gold. Mm-hmm. And that's when Raina was there and, you know, I heard her um, speak on Second Life Podcast and she just talked about how she went from being a publicist to starting you know, DBA. And I just was like, this woman is a luminary. Like, she's a genius. Like, I have. Okay, cool. And so to be able to consult with them in 2020.
1: How did that happen?
0: I had reached out to one of the co-founders and they had known about Noir Management previously and was like, yeah, like, let's, you know, collaborate. Let's figure out. And, you know, 2020 was a time when.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, we don't even got to talk about it. But that (sighs) shit was just going left. Everything was going left. And it's so crazy because every now and again, I feel like my brain blocks out 2020 because, again, understanding the way the universe works in 2020, because we were a small black talent agency, our clients were the first ones to lose jobs. And so everything was getting canceled left and right. And so I was like, oh, my God, like what is going to happen? So Maryland went into shelter in place March 13th. I started working at my local Target March 27th. So wow. I literally grabbed a khaki and a red polo yeah, and threw that mask, worked my way on the front lines of the pandemic. And I mm-hmm. was taking double shifts because I'm going to be a lot of things in life. Broke will never be one of them.
1: What was it like seeing people, like being like truly, because you're like a frontline worker. What was it like... Like, what, what was it, it like dealing with people? Like, what was, like, the vibe of the fucking Target? The vibe like, was of it, the
0: Target like, was that this is our mall. This is our brunch. This is my escape from the children and the husband. Mm. Like, it was their solace. It was some semblance of real life or regular mm-hmm. life, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. regular was, right? Even though we had these masks on and people were dying every day. And what I took from that job was, and I will never forget this, Every time I worked the registers and I oversaw the shoe department, every time I interacted with someone, they was like, oh, my God, I can see you smiling through your mask. Thank you. You have mm-hmm. such a light. And so it was another way that I could be of service to my community to just mm-hmm. be like, hey, girl, like, yes, let me bring up your eggs and your milk and get you a cute pair of sandals because we ain't going yeah. nowhere but to your backyard. But like it just <laughs> was that, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I did that for, again, numbers, nine months. I did that for nine months. Wow. And during that time, I was I started consulting with DBA probably four or five months into me working at Target. And so sometimes I would have to take phone calls in the bathroom and have to mute when the air dryer would come on or I would like walk around the stock room and like shooting off emails. How
1: fucking believable is it that you're working at a Target and consulting for one of the biggest management companies in the world?
0: And get this, not only was I consulting for one of the largest, if not the largest, management companies in the world, I was also a freelance talent manager for Blavity, which is the largest black digital media agency. I was not, I am not to be fucked with. I do not play any games. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you have 24 hours and air in your lungs, you can change your life. You know what I mean? And like, I live life as a main character. This is the life of my move. This is, this is... My movies, my life's movie, like the name of the movie is EJ. And people are like, who's EJ? I'm like, yes, you've known Ernest. That was like the first movie in the trilogy. Now we are at the, you know, the EJ chapter. And so I live life to make sure that if God ever says I need the vibes upstairs, I mm-hmm. leave this place having impacted someone or inspired someone to just fucking live your life. Mm-hmm. I have on you know what I mean? I got my nails done. I got jewelry on. But, but I show up bravely as myself. Mm-hmm. And I've always done that. And I think the the universe has parted and opened up doors for me to show up bravely as myself. And so with consulting for DBA for so long, they were like, look, these vibes, we need them internally. And, you know, Vanessa, anyone that knows Vanessa, our president, she is amazing at her job because she She doesn't take no for an answer. When she wants something, Mm -hmm. she gets it. And she's an amazing leader, just like Raina. And so they just, you know, they led me to the the well that is DBA (laughs) and accepted me with open arms. And, you know, one of the really impactful projects that we created together before I joined internally was our Black mentorship program for micro-influencers. And so it's our give back of resources to Black creators in a space that, Just still does not honor and respect their monumental impact every day, and so I was so gracious to them to help launch that program, and then we continue that program clearly because I am now here as head of special projects. And in addition to that special project, we have our HBCU internship, we have Who's On Content, another damn media production, we have our philanthropy arm now that we're going to be kicking off to support our talent that use their platforms to not just promote product, but promote causes, missions, and issues that are near and dear to not only their hearts or their families, but to their communities. And so I'm just so grateful to the team at DBA because again, they allow me to be myself while also servicing our amazing talent through the various initiatives that we're um, kicking off.
1: You all know that I am a huge Fortuna skin girl. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about why. First of all, Everything in the product line is forged from their 800-acre organic estate in Sicily. It's watered by natural spring waters and cared for by generations of Sicilians, where they strive to foster the economy through job training and sustainable farming to protect the people and the heritage of the land. I mean, they literally employ, I think it's something like 99%, of the town where they are. They have 1600 olive oil trees on the property and they cold press the olive oil in their own mill right on the property. So you know that it is the highest quality. They are most known for the bi-phase moisturizing oil, which I've showed you on my Instagram a million times. It's hydrating and moisturizing. And that's because they combine the botanically infused olive oil and a nutrient-rich olive leaf water to deliver water-soluble and oil-soluble vitamins and nutrients at the same time. By combining them in one product, it facilitates the skin's uptake of the nourishment because your skin actually needs water to absorb the benefits of oil. So the oil isn't just sitting on top of your skin, it's soaking deep into your skin and it visibly plumps, protects your skin against collagen breakdown. It's so moisturizing without clogging any pores. It's pretty incredible. The action virgin olive oil has been the it beauty ingredient forever. Cleopatra used it, Sophia Loren used it, my mother in law rest her soul, put olive oil on her skin to her toes. And because it sinks into the skin, you get all the benefits of the oil that you might miss. Otherwise antibacterial agents to beat back any breakouts, anti-inflammatory to help heal and repair the skin. It also includes stabilized vitamin C to support collagen synthesis. If you use code PF15 at checkout, you get 15% off your purchase. This product is so important to me. I'm so excited to offer you this discount. Just visit FortunaSkin.com. It's F-U-R-T-U-N-A Skin.com and use code PF15 for 15% off. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll-Bennett. We're the co-hosts of the Puberty Podcast. I have just a personal question. Of course, ask away. Does it? And because I, I don't want to be negative, and it's something that we shouldn't focus on. We're supposed to like, but it frustrates me. Like, it must be very frustrating to to like, try to be advocating for your Black talent for years and then all of a sudden, like, post-2020, it's like, oh, yeah, we need to, like, fill up everything with Black yeah. people. I mean, but that life. is the...
0: the That's the trend of diversity and inclusion, you know? That's why I hate D and DEI. I hate it. It, it, it Whenever we have to have a DEI... I can't even say the damn letters because I've just, like, blocked it out. It's What's like What's DEI? It's diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so... The equity piece is like m- the money piece of it all. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people will say D and I, which is just...
1: I've never heard that. I've yeah. never heard that within the context of yeah. like putting a They say D e
0: and I. And so it's like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, diversity really is like come to the party, but don't drink. Inclusion is drink and be merry. And then the equity piece is everyone's getting $5. And so I don't believe in that because what it does is allows people to segment audiences, segment certain things because they're like, oh that's our DEI initiative. Yeah. That's our yes. this and it's like no, what the fuck is the content? That's why I always say content is the only influencer of, of behavior. That's why I'm always asking who's on content because mm-hmm. the weather is content. If it's hot outside, guess what? That content influences me to put on shorts. <laughs> if it's raining, that content influences me to grab an umbrella. And mm-hmm. so if we just think about the content and the people that are consuming the content, then we can focus more on, okay, well, if we're creating braid content and we know that black people, you know, started braids, let's include them. But then we can also include Italians or Latinas or however anyone else wears braids because everyone else wears braids. But if you automatically you know, discount or not include black people in a conversation about braids, then you fucked up because it's like, wait, you don't even honor the originators of this. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? And so I just think, you know, we got to get to a space and place where there are more diverse representatives at the table telling the stories that are being told. Because right now everyone's that's telling that storytelling doesn't look like us. And that's why we get into no, these No, it doesn't. Issues. And
1: it's always, and I've had this experience many times, which is why I asked because yeah. I have like a bitterness <laughs> issue about it. Like from so years bitter. of trying to like, be like, these are the people that should be modeling for these things. These are the people yeah. that should be
0: on. You're like, why do I yeah. even have to say this? Like why? Girl, we can go on a whole girl. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I'm a white woman, so I shouldn't even be it's not even really my conversation to be had, but I've but it frustrates me. And then now when you see like certain people with like their arms around women that like, you know, three years ago they wouldn't hire. Right. But here's what like, I
0: will say. As a white <laughs> woman, I appreciate you for having the conversation and asking the questions because guess what? You have to be my Trojan horse. I can't I can't come in through the door, but you can and when you come in and be like and guess what and he's coming too so shout out to you for like using your using your voice
1: because- i mean it's i don't i deserve that it's nothing i just feel like it's so it's just so obvious to me it's that you so should just be
0: it's like your dinners. It's like you like I'm inviting people to the table that deserve a seat at this table and to fellowship and break bread. Like, what are we talking about? I just people?
1: always say, like, if we're going to walk into I remember, like I said, this years ago, I like spoke at like a Shopify event. And like, I just remember thinking, like saying, like, why would I have a campaign with only... Like blonde white women in it. When when you walk into a room, if you walk into any restaurant, and this is also like I've only grew, grown up in cities, so, so you've seen perhaps like, like my you know from my perception from like you know like my I had a family friend bring someone here the other day who grew up in Southern Illinois on a farm, and I w- we had a long conversation about how he grew up and his family had soybean like you know they raised corn and soybeans, and the next town was an far. hour away. And I was like, oh, like you are the opposite of how I grew up. People like us should be sitting down and having conversations because I understand where your political views are based on how you how we grew up. I understand that I will never understand because I've only lived in cities. yeah, Only. And so like, he was like, yeah, like I like y'all have so much noise. And I was like. If it's quiet, I want to fucking die. If it's like, too <laughs> quiet,
0: I'm like, oh, this is where people get killed. <laughs> I'm like, it's too quiet. This, this like is some scary. This is like a weird, some scary way, shit. right? Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Too quiet for And
1: me. so a room for me or a restaurant for me, yeah. for, like, it looks so different. But I just think if you, if, you know, it's it just should be obvious that, you know, anyway, my whole point was campaign should look like how it would look if you walked into any fucking restaurant. Exactly. Any, I went to the bank the other day and there was a teller speaking Korean to one couple. There was, it was like, I, w- I was like, someone was speaking Spanish to somebody else and there was like a cute, like older Armenian couple. And
0: you're like, yes, yes. And
1: I was like, oh my God, this is like a little town called La Cunata next to where I grew up in Pasadena, which was so predominantly white when I was growing up. And I, and my husband's from Italy and we were both in there. And I was like, look how nice is it? You're
0: like, like look how, there is progress.
1: It, was, it moves like, slowly, but every, there is progress. An, all the different tellers in there were speaking the language of their customers, and I was like, "That's so nice, too." Like it was just a moment where I was like, "This feels nice. Like everyone feels safe in here, you exactly. know."
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I can't imagine at all what it would be like to be on your end, yeah, and to be, you know, doing these deals and advocating. Oh my god! And, and the shit you must. See and hear and have witnessed. Yeah, because everyone's excited and- to
0: come work for come come grab talent from a black agency. They're like, oh, we're working with it, but then they give you two dollars and you're like, girl, mm-hmm. I don't know who you think is at the other end of this inbox, but I understand how this industry works. I understand how budgets work. So let's stop playing games because then when you start speaking their language, they're like, wait a minute, who gave him the, the cheat codes? Who gave him the playbook? It's like, no, mamas, I drink from the same well. I just happen to mm-hmm. come back to refill my community's well with information to better them. So, I'm all about it. I am all about it.
1: Are you full-time? You're full-time right now at DBA, yes, right?
0: Yes, I am full-time, yes.
1: Okay, so then, like, my other question, I just, like, I have so many questions about, like, what do you think about, like... Ask away! I'm just... Because, like, I've signed with DBA... Yeah. Maybe eight months ago or something. Okay. And... I had an agent. I was doing everything myself. I had I was doing everything How?
0: myself.
1: And I ha- it was really hard. It was really, really hard. And then I had an agent who I loved. I had one that I didn't love. Mm-hmm. And then I had one that I loved, but it I wasn't her girl. You know, I could just, she had like her main girl who is amazing and making her tons of money. And I just didn't fit into like that kind of mold of that. Yeah. And so I did everything myself. I mean oh my god you know what i, I have i still have it because i still have invoices i haven't sent and this is like nine months late but i have like an excel spreadsheet where i would be like here's the brand like the email of the person i was talking to like when my due date of the content is like how much girl like and i am not organized and so Me it either. was just a fucking shit show <laughs> and so you know i'm like Now I'm like signed. And now I know that I need to start, you know, now we have like a nice cadence. Yeah. And now I know that it's like my time to like really level up my content. Yeah. And I'm always like, what's, I don't want to ask like what the next thing is, but like, you know, obviously everyone's on TikTok. TikTok is like happening. It's, I love TikTok. Yes. No. Sensory
0: overload for me. I am not on hurler. I know. Like, I tap in. It's kind of like I like taste. Like, I do like a little taste test, but I don't get a full size cup of the ice cream. I'm like, "Mm, can I just get a scoop? Can I taste
1: it? It's a whole other thing to dive into.
0: mm -mm, Can't do it. It's It's too much. It's insane. But that is where we are. That makes me
1: feel good knowing that someone who is like a content queen can tell me that I I love you some content. I am the the emperor of
0: content. Yes. TikTok, like, and I love TikTok and I love what could who we had on our podcast, he's the director of uh, creative community at TikTok. What he does with his team and like their originators campaign, because you know, there was that whole dance strike because all the black creators that were creating these viral dance trends weren't getting the coins and was like, you bitches are not going to play with us. Y'all not going to play us in our think, face.
1: I still think, and I've never done it, Mm-hmm. And I think that a woman who is not Black rapping or dancing to a Black person's music...
0: Hey, you might be on to something, Pia. Let these girls know. They're going to listen to you. I think it's
1: fucking insane. You look like like, a fool. uh, You look like a fucking idiot. (laughs) Uh, Unless you are...
0: Like, Like, I mean, there's ways to honor and respect and, like,
1: but that's not... That ain't sexy. it. That's, it. that's not it. That, that ain't it. I think it's so-, it's so disrespectful. I've never said that out loud, but I've been thinking about it for years, especially when TikTok went, like, so epic, when everybody was, like, at home during the pandemic and, like, learning dances. And I was like, right. all of you look like fucking fools. Yes. Like, but these you are, you are the fools that really? are making
0: trillions of dollars and hitting Forbes lists, but they are not people of color that are actually creating those.
1: Mm. It really does. Anywho. Still does. I
0: think it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. But yeah, I think, you know, in terms of content, we've we've literally hit a, I don't know, we've like, we've come to this place where it is only video Mm -hmm. and we are so starved for reality. Which is why TikTok works, right? Because yeah. IG is was more so like filters, like oh, let me filter this. Where mm-hmm. TikTok was like, girl, I literally uh, have my bonnet on and so my sweatpants. Moments. I would never wear outside, but I'm in this house and I'm gonna say something funny. Which what I said is so funny and relatable that people will use that sound and apply it to their own. Or what I did is so dope and amazing that people want to recreate that movement. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what TikTok has said is they lower the barrier of entry to content creation. Like you could be any fucking body on TikTok. That's why I I
1: love it so much. Yes,
0: it is so easy for it's it's literally people are writing jokes. Mm -hmm. Like
1: the average human is writing the most brilliant. Come on, because they're living life.
0: They are living. Life And what we have now come to, what social has done has truly connected us at the global level, but Mm -hmm. it has also divided us because now, because we're so connected, because we see what people are doing in other countries without having to travel there, we are now comparing ourselves to what we consider is the success of others. And I mean, or
1: even just what's normal, like even like when people post like a meal and someone's like, "That's weird." It's like mm, you just haven't you seen just that.
0: Haven't seen that. Like what? What the fuck? Like yeah, it's it's very interesting. And so reality and look at the explosion of reality TV. You know.
1: So my theory is that TikTok is like reality TV. It is just on your phone.
0: It is. That's why everyone is so obsessed with videos. That's why you have platforms like YouTube doing shorts. That's mm-hmm. why you have Instagram claiming she's a video platform, girl. If you don't sit down, <laughs> I, want you, I want everyone to pick a lane because everyone, again, we're this is the team sport of social media. Which position are you playing? Everyone can't be the quarterback. Everybody can't be the quarterback. Like, sorry, TikTok is quarterbacking. And I said this.
1: Instagram wants to be the quarterback so bad. She
0: was, though.
1: But no, then, she was. then no, kids moved
0: into the neighborhood, and somebody else had a better arm. Sorry, like mm-hmm. she got a better arm. Says you got a RB quarterback. <laughs> you still on the team? You're still on the team. You're still starting five. You're still starting five. Yeah, interest. Yeah. Still, still mm-hmm. starting five. It's like if everyone and I think that that just to see the platforms kind of sometimes confuse themselves to keep up mm-hmm. with. Other platforms, it's confusing creators because now every creator is like, oh, okay, what do I have to do? Do I got to do something real quick and fast now? And that's why we're getting shorter attention spans. No one's tuned in What longer. do you think
1: we should do for that? Like, like do you think that, like, long form videos are going to come back? Do you think that people who can't create these short, quick, like, I always think... I, I I never want to speak negatively of how things are evolving, right? No, of ever, course. Because evolution is, it, is
0: it, inevitable. Is
1: what it is, right? Yeah. So, it's, so I'm always like, don't fucking complain about it. Just like figure out what so you're out. Yeah, figure out your thing. So my, I, I'm wondering, like, you know, a, and I talk about this often with chefs. Yeah. Because now they feel like they have to make these like 15 second TikTok recipes. And mm. these are people who are used to having like long form blogs, long-form recipe videos. Yeah. Do you think there's still a place for that? Do you think, like, if you are a content creator and that is something that is your lane and is comfortable, like, what's the line between, like, staying in your lane where you're comfortable and then also having to evolve a little bit?
0: Will McDonald's ever have a fine dining restaurant? Mm.
1: That's a good
0: question. Okay. Yeah. Will Sushi Nakazawa, like... I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Everyone has their space in place. Every industry has the short form, short form and long form. We have TV shows and we have movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: We have okay. streaming and okay. we ha- you know what I mean? The movie theaters ain't uh-huh. gone nowhere. And so what happens is, as a as a creator all you do is figure out what's your Costco sample. I always say, what's your Costco sample?
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Okay. Because once you get the girls in, it's like, I did not come in here for this. I came in here for the 30 pack of toilet tissue I need in my house. But now you got me buying this dim sum, which I was the dim sum in because it Mm -hmm. was smelling so good and you just taste it and then you're like, oh my God, this Costco sample made me buy this dim sum. And so for chefs that have content that they're creating that they're used to longer form, girl, Costco sample that. Show yeah. these girls what you're doing with these um, ingredients, but don't show them what the ingredients create. Now you got to mm-hmm. come to the blog. Now you got to come okay, to the that's YouTube. That's
1: my new. That I'm launching a website. I'm asking you all this. Yes, because that's what you got to do. It. You got to draw I'm people where you website, want them to be. And I was like, we're doing the reels, but the recipe is not on the fucking Instagram. Exactly.
0: Show them. Show them you preparing this meal, getting mm-hmm. ready, and be like, "Oh she about to cook some. What? What? Where's the food?" What what does it look like? Mm-hmm. Go where? And yeah. if it's that you have to be good at it though. Cuz some people be like, "Girl, you coulda just mm-mm. <laughs> You got to make sure that the end game, it's like almost like bad sex yeah, with course, somebody yeah. who's very attractive. Bad sex <laughs> with an attractive person is like, "What the fuck?"
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then you're yeah.
0: like, let down. You're like, oh, my God, like so, all this build up. What what, what was this? So you just mm-hmm. have to make sure that one plus one equals two, that the mm-hmm. Costco sample is worth the full size. Oh, and I'm you wild. start with the full size. Like if the full size is working, chef's kiss, you can break that bitch down because not everyone consumes a meal. You take them. How do you eat? Bite by bite, piece by piece. And if you look at your content as a full meal, it's like, OK, well, is it a seven course meal or is it a two course meal? or Is it just one meal? OK, mm-hmm. how do I break this down where every piece of this meal, every bite that someone is consuming of my content is digestible? It's giving them what I need. They're taking away everything because if they have to stop, right, if they have to pause the video or pause the eating process of your content. Can they still be fulfilled? And did I leave them with at least the one thing I want them to take from that thing that they were consuming?
1: I love that. Yeah. Do you think the blog is coming back?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think what we're creating is literally many universes. That's why the metaverse is going to be so impactful Mm -hmm. because the more I, girl, I am not tapping into this metaverse, but of course, as the emperor of content, I have to understand what's happening. The metaverse is really freaking me out because we are going to go into deeper echo chambers and we're going to be that much more divided because social media has allowed us to live in echo chambers. Right. It's like yeah. these like blogs where they say like the the Democrats are coming to steal babies and shit. And you're like, wait, what? what? But it's the deep dark areas of the Internet mm-hmm. where people can live and have these unsubstantiated claims. Like from fucking weirdos. And it's just like, wait, no, no, get out of, get off the internet and go live life and Mm -hmm. see how people actually are doing what they're doing. And so the thing is, a blog is the way that people will connect on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. especially if you are a well, like, blog, not, let me say this well written blogs, not some little silly shit. Like,
1: I went to oh, I'm i launching like a gorgeous, Yes. like I saw the, the like sample, like the beta today and yes. it's so beautiful and it's all shoppable. Because you're going to replace
0: eating. and mm-hmm. they will remain nameless, but you'll replace all of the traditional food websites because unfortunately they have not learned how mm-hmm. to make their content digestible through digital. And now they're all late to the game and now they are playing second
1: fiddle. Makes me sad for magazines yes, that like yes. I like obviously like you and I are people who are ugh. old enough to like grow up on magazines. Oh my God,
0: I had them on my wall and FIT, like, oh my God, what uh, like what? Buying September issues. Recipe my magazines back was, for
1: ugh. me too were a big deal. It was a like, huge deal like food and wine magazines. Yes. Like you would all. start, tab them, there, rip out recipes. What? We still have, my mom still has binders in our kitchen See? of all the recipes that she ripped out. Ugh.
0: That, that, that is going away. But like we said, like we don't, we're not, you know, pissing on evolution because it's inevitable. But there are ways that content can evolve that still honors mm-hmm. the history of content.
1: hmm Absolutely. Yeah. Who are your, like, top content creators
0: right now? Oh, my God. I know, it's a crazy question. It's such a crazy question. You know, honestly, the top content creators are, like, people like CultureCon for me, which was founded by my friend Imani Ellis. And it's like CultureCon is the fastest growing conference for creators, Mm -hmm. and it's rooted in culture but it's not just for black people and they do such an amazing job of being inclusive of the community and leading from a space where people just get it and it's Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be black to come to CultureCon, but when you come up in here you know it's rooted in culture yes it's for black people but all people are Mm -hmm. welcome i think you know the Netflix of the world, the Hulu's of the world, HBO Max, favorite content creator. HBO Max never misses. She never mm-hmm. misses. If it's on HBO, I yeah, don't know so who's good. running that team, but if it's on HBO, you know it's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, girl, she made HBO. <laughs> She's good. She's fine. But I consume so much content, and I I think there's a lot of bad content that oh, has entered yeah, the chat. So and so it's hard to pinpoint one content creator because I love all content creators.
1: Do you have boundaries with your phone? Like how do you, what in day? My phone is, is the always that,
0: like, on do not disturb. That, that's, <clears throat> that's a little like yeah, secret. Give me a
1: chat. How am I supposed to make sure I know what's going D&D. on, but I'm
0: also like. D and D because people will text me my email. If I'm in the office, it's on D and D. I'm like, we're back in the office three days a week. Like someone was like, Oh, what if your boss calls? If she calls it, she needs to talk to me. Guess what she's gonna do? Walk down. Cause she we're in the office to have yeah. in-person <laughs> communications. Trust me. Yeah. She will come find me. But yeah, d And sometimes it's on D&D all day. And I'm like, whoops. But you know, if you call twice, you can break the DD. I do a lot of d And then I recently took a month off of posting on social. It was it's been heavy. It's been, oh my God, from Buffalo you to Texas. At it, the it, phone. I am looking at the phone and I am, because of the job I have and the industry yeah. I work in, I have to be on social, but I can't contribute from a, I, I can't contribute to this beast because I'm not mm-hmm. feeling it. And so that is the boundary that I apply to myself. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not
1: posting it. But I think that's good because I think so many people <clears throat> think, and I have, I have. A, I mean, God, like if I don't post Something within, like, four seconds of something happening, like, people will DM me. Like, a girl DM'd me and was like, why aren't you making... Why aren't you saying what your stance is on on pro, on pro free choice? Like, our liberties are about to be taken away. And I thought to myself, like, what if...
0: Mm-hmm. I'm processing. I,
1: what if I... What if also... What if I'm really religious? And, mm-hmm. like, what if... <clears throat> by the way, I'm... Yeah. I'm very pro smooch But, like, what if... For yeah. some reason, I I was like, you know what? I'm very Catholic. Mm-hmm. And this is against my belief. Would you all unfollow me? Probably. Like, think about it. That's like, the
0: scariest we, place we are for creators.
1: Because you haven't created it. Why couldn't you look at me and be like, I don't agree with that. But that doesn't mean that I think that you should never make money again and your house should be foreclosed on. Yeah. It's like... We are know?
0: living in cancel culture. And cancel culture has created... Silence, a culture of silence because Mm -hmm. of cancel cancel culture, we are living in a culture of silence. And that is why things like Roe versus Wade can be challenged. That Mm -hmm. is why things like, you know, that's just the start. Once they overturn that and we are we're likely going to get that decision in June before they break for the summer. So everybody ain't fucking all up on the Capitol steps. Once they have that conversation, what's next? Gay rights. What's next? It's like, guys. I
1: mean, you can't. No, I mean the whole thing.
0: You can't. But But also,
1: I was like, the whole thing was so shocking to me too that it, it, I, it wasn't. My reaction isn't. Oh my god, what's the most um, like relevant and sharp thing I can repost right now? My, my, I like. I like. I sat down at the dinner table with my mom and my husband, and I was like as somebody who has like a platform, but no, but it was like, as somebody who is like a woman who like has been pregnant multiple times, and only has one child, like who has a daughter who's like, I was just like, this can't, I just, I was like, I can't believe that this is a conversation we're having. And I had to like downshift my downshift and just think for a second. And, and we don't allow it's, So I mean we all know this. It's just everyone is making such quick. It's like you have to say where you stand so quickly. Yes. And I I wanted to respond to this girl and be like, like.
0: Fuck off! I'm processing.
1: And like, why are you? I don't know you. You don't. I don't. It's not like it's just a, a really nice girl that follows me. But like. I'm assuming she's nice because I want to assume everybody's nice. (laughs) But I was like, so you just went on your phone and saw me and saw I didn't Mm -hmm. post anything. And you're going to like, also, by the way, me posting about it right now on social media. That's what I was like. It's not going to change anything. So part of me wanted to just be like, okay, what is actually something?
0: Yeah. And we're building a tactical campaign at DBA, like I said, to support our clients that want to speak out, but not just speak out, but actually like do something, which I'm super excited about because, you know, we, we, our, our roster, you including, reached about 600 million people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of it's eyes. It's very,
1: very, I feel very safe with DBA in yeah. terms of like when things happen, like my agent is like on the phone with me instantly. And we have like very long, serious conversations about like what is the right thing to do yep. and like where we should lead people to donate like what are you know I mean I get like because you're you a know. human
0: being like it's yeah, like it's we really understand nice. you're a media company but you are the, there's a human being behind mm-hmm. this media company and they gotta process the news first before they can actually like just start sending out shit it's like you mm-hmm. know and I think p- the responsibility of, beha- of our own behavior has been taken away which is what fucking annoys the shit out of me. Like, everyone is so sensitive and everyone does not hold themselves accountable. The lack of accountability yeah. in this current human race shocks me. Oh, mm-hmm. the internet made me do it. Oh, people made me do it. Oh, they made me do it. No, you did it. They didn't fucking Geppetto strings attached make you do anything. What are you talking yeah. about? I know, it's so odd. And me. it's not even... And I'm not talking about mental health. I'm just talking about human beings that do shitty things to other mm-hmm. human beings mm-hmm. and blame other people. Are, you, are mm-hmm. you like, what What world do we live in? With No. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's just my thing because I just grew up like, no, it's not happening for you because you're not making it happen. Oh, well, my mm-hmm. life is shitty because you're a shitty person. Like, there's no other reason but because guess what? So many people have come to this country with nothing mm-hmm. and built industries mm-hmm. it's like you have no excuses there are no excuses if you yeah. want it bad enough you will make it happen for yourself
1: that's I, I agree and, I'm, and by the way you're like the perfect example of that thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me on here also, I just want to say that your glasses and the fucking shirt and I see that that's an Hermes belt. And is this a trouser? And what's your shoe? Yeah. Oh, Prada Loafer. Prada okay. loafer. But the white ones. The white ones.
0: They reminded me of uh, ushers at church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they used to wear those thick white shoes. Like, oh, girl, she a church. I'm like usher.
1: full mom mode here in a sports bra. And a i love fucking button down like an idiot. I'm so looking forward to our conversation tomorrow. Me too. few days in a Yeah, and I th- I always think it's good to break it up into two, so we can just love it.
0: So we just do a whole. Thing. <laughs> I love it, Bo. But well, well, this is great. You, I will talk to you tomorrow.
1: And where can people find you?
0: You can find me on all platforms. Not in, not contributing to all platforms, but find me on all platforms <laughs> at I am EJ James.
1: Wonderful. All right. See you tomorrow.
0: See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye, lady.